Hello, my name is Ho Jun Yoon. You're listening to Medicine on the Way. It is August 2013. This is episode number 15. And today's topic is supraventricular tachycardia slash AV nodal reentrant tachycardia. Supraventricular tachycardia is tachyarrhythmias originated from the tissue above the ventricle. Paroxysmal supraventricular tachycardia, or known as PSVT, is a syndrome with a regular tachycardia of an abrupt onset and determination. Under paroxysmal supraventricular tachycardia, there are two main types of tachycardia, and they are AV nodal reentrant tachycardia, or known as AVNRT, and AV reciprocating tachycardia, or known as AVRT. Supraventricular tachycardia will be explained divided into two episodes, and this episode covers AVNRT. AVNRT is fairly common, which occurs in about 10% of general population. AVNRT is responsible for two-thirds of paroxysmal supraventricular tachycardia, while the remaining one-third is from AVRT. Pathophysiology of AVNRT is largely understood with the presence of dual pathways within the AV node. These two pathways in the AV node have different conduction rate and refractory period. There are three types of the dual pathways. They are slow, fast AVNRT, which accounts for the majority cases of um, AVNRT, fast, slow, and slow, slow AVNRT. The mechanism of a typical AVNRT goes like this. Pathway with faster conduction has longer refractory period, and the other with slower conduction has shorter refractory period. In a normal sinus rhythm, an electrical impulse is conducted over both pathways. However, the impulse reaches the bundle of his through the pathway with faster conduction. A premature atrial beat occurred somehow, and this impulse is conducted through the slower pathway because the fast pathway is still in its refractory period. If the fast pathway has enough time to recover while the electrical impulse travels through the slow pathway, the impulse re-enters the fast pathway, and travels backward or retrogradely. This backward or retrograde re-entry of an impulse from the slow pathway to the fast pathway goes back to the atrium. Then it turns back to the AV node, again creating an AV-NRT circuit.
patients with AVNRT feel a rapid heart rate with an abrupt onset, which may last for seconds to hours. Other symptoms include mild chest pain and short of breath. A typical EKG finding of AVNRT is a narrowed QRX complex with a sudden onset and termination at a regular rate of 120 to 200 bits per minute. P wave is usually buried in QRX complex or detected slightly before or after the complex. PR interval is longer than RP interval due to the fast retrograde conduction. Other EKG changes during or after the termination of AVNRT include ST segment depressions and T wave inversion. However, these findings are not predictive or the result of coronary artery disease. It is believed that these changes are caused by repolarization abnormalities from ionic current alterations with a rapid heart rate. In an electrophysiology study, AVNRT is demonstrated by using two pacing techniques: an induction of premature atrial contractions. Along with atrial pacing, shows a progressive conduction delay of the interval between the atrium and the bundle of his, which is denoted as a H interval. By maneuvering the atrial coupling interval, the A H interval is measured, and based on the duration of A H interval, A V N R T is confirmed. Clinical history alone can establish a diagnosis of AVNRT. AVNRT can be demonstrated with a 30-day event monitor, or by having patients to visit an emergency department or physician's office if an episode of tachycardia occurs. Treatment plan is decided based on whether patients are symptomatic. And the arrhythmia significantly affects their quality of life. If patients with AVNRT tolerate well without any specific therapy, and the paroxysmal supraventricular tachycardia disappears spontaneously, any specific treatment may not be needed. However, AVNRT has to be terminated if there is associated chest pain, heart failure, syncope. Or any underlying cardiac or coronary disease. Treatment can be divided into acute versus chronic. As an acute management, there are mechanical measures and drug therapy. Mechanical measures increase vagal tone to interrupt paroxysmal supraventricular tachycardia episodes. They are Valsalva maneuver, coughing, holding breath. Cold water on the face and carotid sinus massage. Remember, chronic sinus massage should be avoided for those with history of transient cerebral ischemic attacks or carotid bruises. 
Also, carotid sinus massage should not be done on both sides at the same time because it can occlude blood perfusion to the brain. As acute termination of AVNRT, adenosine is the drug of choice. Adenosine causes block of electrical conduction in the AV node. Adenosine has a very short duration of action and the half-life, so it must be given quickly. Side effects include transient flushing, chest discomfort, and bronchospasm. Calcium channel blockers such as verapamil's and deltaism cause AV block and terminate paroxysmal supraventricular tachycardia. These drugs have negative inotropic effects, so they should be used with caution in patients with heart failure. Beta blockers including asmolol, propranolol, and metoprolol are effective and they cause less myocardial depression than calcium channel blockers. Amiodarone may be safe, but it is not usually used and not as effective as the agents that we just discussed above. Synchronized electrical cardioversion is generally successful when patients with AVNRT are hemodynamically unstable, or use of drug treatments above is contraindicated. As a chronic management or a preventive measure, catheter ablation is performed. This procedure ablates the slowly conducting portion of the AV node. Successful ablation is demonstrated by an increase in the AV nodal effective refractory period and the AV block cycle length, a normal PR interval, and no inducible AVNRT. If there is PR prolongation that exceeds the paced atrial cycle length or more than one AV nodal echo bit, more ablation may be needed. AV nodal blocking agents are the first line for chronic pharmacological management. Beta blockers and calcium channel blockers such as deltaism and verapamil are usually given first. Antiarrhythmics are considered if patients are not responding to these agents and they increase refractoriness of the AV node. For patients without any structural heart disease, the class 1c agents such as fliconide or propofenone are used. For those with a structural heart disease, class 3 agents such as amiodarone or sotalol are given due to the lower risk of ventricular proarrhythmia. Okay, this is it for this episode. In next episode, we're going to talk about AVRT. Don't forget to subscribe. My name is Ho Jun Yoon, and this is Medicine on the Way.